Welcome, everybody, to another episode of How to Be a Texan. I, I didn't do my normal scream. You didn't. <laughs> are we okay? What are we doing? You're freaking me out, Kevin. You're hey, good. You just came in 30 seconds too early. I, I didn't don't know how care. To I don't care. You can play that song as long as you want to. You Andrew, a, you in the world? I'm going to talk to Andrew because you're so <laughs> You annoying. have an edge to you today, man. <laughs> Tell me, Andrew, how you're doing. I'm good. Yeah? Yeah. I'm good. All right. So I got a cowboy hat on. <laughs> I mean, I don't, but... But we, all, the, we all the listeners don't know that we all do actually. We all we all well, had we our hats on, on as we prepared for the episode, and then we figured out headphones don't work too well. Yeah, yes. yeah, no. But we looked amazing, right? We did. Yeah, we wanted to go, poke, you know, do selfies with horses and our hats on and yeah. all that. Yeah, yeah. so weird. That's a cowboy to... taking a selfie with a horse in the background is that odd? That's very odd. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> definitely is. That's just not right. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows these days? You know what? Somebody I was at some like comp, this Snapchat was, generation or yeah. no in, Instagram generation. Sorry you know, about that. You know what? I was okay, at some boomer. conference <laughs> this past week, and somebody was talking about this newest generation coming up. Not even the millennials, the pre millennials, or at the post millennials. And they were generation talking Z, whatever that is, or Zoomers. They said the average time for one of those people, one of our young people today, to take a selfie was guess how many how many seconds or minutes? Oh, one. No, seven plus minutes because of oh. it takes a while to not only kind of get yourself ready for the the selfie, but then to do all the filters on it yeah. before you can actually post it to. Like even if you're going to text it to your mom or something, it takes seven minutes to prepare the whole selfie. Yeah, I could see that. There is the other extreme though too. I mean, yeah. I don't know if your kids do it, but the girls do Snapchat. Oh, the and quick they will insta- just. I mean, yeah, yeah, so that, fast. Yeah, no, hundreds a day. That's like less than a second. Hundreds a day on Snapchat. Sub those streaks. Yeah. They got to keep those streaks yeah. going. Yeah. Well, that doesn't have anything to do with cowboy hats, but I just thought no. it was interesting. So today, folks, I thought... Is that why you took seven minutes with my horse out back doing a cowboy hat <laughs> Put the little Valentine filter on it. <laughs> no, no. It was a horse manure filter. I just did it because I liked it. <laughs> it's awkward. I'm kidding. Now, hey, today we wanted to talk about the cowboy hat and its importance to Texas. So I'm, I'm relating it back to how to be a Texan. Because it's important because you're going to say, well, it could be anywhere in the Southwest. That cowboy hat was born in Mongolia. That cowboy hat was born by John Stetson <laughs> up in New Jersey. I know you could say that to me. Golly. Right? And I'm pointing my one <laughs> finger at you. Yeah. <laughs> These last couple of episodes are really bringing okay, up the All right. I'm bringing it back. Violence. I'm bringing it back. It's I'm just saying. Aggressive. Hey, welcome. Hey, do, does anybody want to reset on why we even do this? I do. So remember, back to episode one, if you go back, and those first few episodes were just Well, terrible. and I was going to say, just reset it, because if anyone's just starting to listen, don't go to episode <laughs> one. <laughs> it was horrible. Just skip the first three, go I, straight to how to speak Texan, and start from there. Yeah, yeah, the, or the Texas-Mexico relations. That actually... That was a good one. We started like getting yeah. legit and actually right, having right, right. real conversations. Yeah, yeah. But so first, reset it. Yeah, it's a good idea. You know, I think it is good. So why did you and I start How to Be a Texan? Well, because we felt that there was a huge influx of people, which is true, moving into Texas, right. into Dallas, Austin, and surrounding areas. And we thought, hey, you know, we both live here. Have been here all our lives. We like listening to ourselves talk. Yeah, we do. 
We think that when we have a conversation, it should be recorded so everybody it's else amazing. can hear because it's, it's so that good. Yeah. yeah. No, but we thought it'd be good to just have a little right. series of things that you should know if you're going to move to Texas or right. if you've been in Texas and you just want to just muck learn it a little up bit more, and laugh. muck it up. Yeah. Yeah. Because most of the time we're laughing. Yeah. And it's supposed to be fun. Maybe a little educational. A little like, educational, a little fun, more of yeah. a talk show format. Right. It's not really the overproduced. We really highly... explore our feelings. Yeah. No, yeah. we don't. I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> well, kidding. You've been, exploring, <laughs> you've been exploring your anger issues. Uh, only over the about that. If Yeah. If you want to hear me just getting ticked is about that horse thing. When I've had terrible Let's stories. Just don't of, even, this, don't I don't even, need to don't resurrect even open it. Up God, I got so mad. So Pandora's if you want to hear episode whatever, 60 or whatever, when me going off on Kevin, pointing my finger at his face, because it's not that I was mad at Kevin. It was just that I was so reliving it and angry at these liars. Anyway, so let's keep going. But yes, and, and you know what? The fun thing is, is that over the couple of years we've been doing this, is we found people abroad, not only uh, in Texas, but also in the lower 48. We've got a lot of Alaskan listeners. We've yeah. got uh, people in, was it Iceland or Greenland? We had Iceland. Yeah. And then our German friends. We got. I looked at the numbers. 8% of our downloads are in Germany. Isn't that awesome? Ich habe keine Lust. No, so they <laughs> Stop say, doing that. They You're say gonna... the opposite. They say, I'm in. Not, I don't want to, I don't feel like it. I do feel like it. I think it. we lost all our German listeners. <laughs> When you started speaking German. I, see, and now I'm listening to podcasts on how to speak German so that it's all good. So we want to teach our German friends how to speak Texan, and likewise, I want to learn how to speak German. So there you go. There you go. Because I can speak Spanish, kind of. Yeah. And, and Hello. Danke fürs Zuhören. Oh, well, thank you. Andrew, was that your voice? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, was just, I was just letting everybody know, hi, thanks for listening. Oh, my God. I said, well, thank you, Siri. Um, okay, so yeah, I just thought it's fun just to reset that we do this. We made this up one night at a high school football game in the fall. I asked Kevin if he wanted to do this idea, and he said it was a terrible idea. But then he came back around, and we've done it. So it's super fun. And thank you, Kevin, for doing this. With I didn't me. say it was terrible. It took me a few minutes to get my head around it. Yeah. And then I thought, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. No, and it has been. It's Willkommen fun. in Texas. Oh. no. what does that mean? Willkommen in Texas. Welcome. To well, Texas? Welcome to Texas. There you ah, go. Ah, <laughs> ah, <laughs> So anyway, um, yeah, and so we just pick a number of, of things. Now, what we're trying to do is mix it up a little bit and have some lifestyle issues and some destination issues and some te Texas legend issues mm -hmm. um, because we really have highlighted and what we've seen and heard from our friends out there is that people really like it when we highlight some of our Texas legends like a George Strait or a Carol Burnett or Ross Perot. And that's fun. But then it's also, you know, what's really Texas-y? Well, today we're going to talk about one of those super Texas-y things is the cowboy hat and the importance of the cowboy hat. And I was blown away as we started researching this on how the hats are made and some of the etiquette. I knew some of the etiquette, and the etiquette is hilarious, mm -hmm. that you and I just kind of take for granted that, but there is a tremendous – so we're going to talk about today, we're going to talk about the hat history, kind of how it's made, and then we'll go into some of the etiquette. And that's really it. So that's my game plan for today. Is that okay with you? Let's do it. Okay. So going back, you guys know that I'm kind of infatuated with the Mongolians, right? You remember that? That, like, I read two biographies, one 
on Genghis Khan and one on Kublai Khan. Yeah, okay. And remember, yep. you got to go all the way back to our Horse Warrior right, episode right, right. about the Texas Rangers were really the first horse warriors on the frontier, but they weren't the first war- horse warriors in the world. No, no, not at all. They, <laughs> they were a whole lot before them. Okay, I'm not going to bore you to death. Okay, fine. I see you, your eyes rolling. But the Mongolians... That has nothing to do with the cowboy hat. I mean, I'll, <laughs> I'll give you, cowboy hats have something to do with Texas, but okay, Genghis okay. Khan wearing a cowboy hat? Well, they started because they had to be adept and agile, right? And so they couldn't wear some steel armor-plated helmet. They had to be, much like the Mexican vaqueros were, lightweight, can, can basically keep the sun out of your eyes, could keep could endure rain, whatever, but be super lightweight. And that's what the Mongolians uh, fashioned. Now, it wasn't, I don't think it was out of fur. Uh, I don't know what it was, but whatever. It, Probably straw? Well, maybe. 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 I don't know. Or threaded together. I don't know. I don't know what theirs was. But they How def- about if we talk about something we know about? Okay, but the point was that in <laughs> no, the, this is this is relevant. The thirteenth century okay. Mongolians had hats on horsemen, and there was a bunch of different purposes for that. So then move forward to the Mexican vaqueros, and those the vaqueros are that that's just cowboy in Spanish. Is the Mexican vaqueros? They were cattle drivers, and they again didn't want to have all the fur. The Mongolian hats were fur. They were. I fur. just looked them up. Yeah. Yeah, and they, that, were, they were kind of the um, just round, not much of a brim, but you know, fur right around the outside, kind of so, the Russian style. So when you think Looking about, sure it got chilly out there. Yeah, well, up in yeah Mongolia, are you kidding? Over in Asia, I'm sure it was crazy chilly. And they just build a fire and have a Mongolian barbecue. Yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> what? Second dad joke. They spent five hundred dollars for one meal. Yeah, right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, so. Um, but the the one thing, then you get to the Mexican vaqueros, and they had the lightweight hats because they were horsemen as well. And then you get to John Stetson. John Stetson uh, was born in New Jersey in 1830. So he's up in New Jersey, doesn't have anything to do with Texas, right? But he was born into a hat-making family. Yeah. And so the Stetsons already made the bowlers and whatever of the day. The derby hats. Yeah, I don't even know if it was derbies, but it was derbies. Derbies were the most popular. I was reading about the hats that they wore in the Old West, okay, and those were the yeah kind of flavor of the day until the cowboy hat became yeah. popular. They wore the derby hat. So, so John Stetson himself uh, somehow contracted tuberculosis, and then he thought, "Well, I'm dying, so I might as well go see the world." So he headed west, and the one thing that he saw out on the frontier, more in the midwestern frontier, were these basically coonskin hats, these fur hats. Mm -hmm. And he said, they're heavy, they're stinky, they're flea-ridden, they're nasty. And he's like, I can do better. So literally, he took that challenge, and he went back and he made this. Well, wait, there's a more interesting part of it. On this expedition, because he ended up going up Pike's Peak. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because he thought he couldn't do it. Starbucks (laughs) blend? Yeah. So anyway, as he's going up Pike's Peak, he's got all these people with him. He's a He's a hat maker by trade. Right. So he literally, like, I guess, kills some animals as part of this expedition and makes his own hat. Oh. Okay. As I part of this thing. I yeah. didn't know this. And the people that he was, that were traveling with him on the expedition were making fun of him. You know, oh. like, oh, man, what kind of hat is that? It was very functional. Right. You know, probably looked like crap because he made it out in the woods. Sure. But then they ran across uh, someone who offered him a $5 gold uh, nugget. 
to try to buy that hat. Oh, wow. And he kind of said, nah, I kind of need this. Uh-huh. And that shut up the critics. They were like, oh, wait a second. Maybe you're on to something here. <laughs> right. Right. And then he came back and started thinking, you know, I think we really need, you know, something that people can wear out on, on the planes or, you know, whatever. Right. right? Well, that, that to me is the big aha moment for me. Mm-hmm. Now, you knew this already, but I didn't. And so I've worn and been around felt hats my entire life, cowboy hats my entire life. And I just have never questioned them. Like, well, isn't there like some cardboard or something under that? Or isn't that, you know, in like velvet on top or something that's felt? I mean, that's literally my <laughs> simplicity. And that's wrong. Now, you know that, but I didn't. Well, the only reason I know is because I bought these hats over time, and they always say, like, beaver or something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, I knew they were kind of legit, and so, especially the higher-end hats that you get at the you know stock show or Stetson or something like right. that. I mean, they were high quality. No, they're they're Weatherproof, fin- waterproof. I that, mean, That's right. And so there's a bunch of functional purposes out of a felt hat. like, And the one that you always see the cowboys do is literally they go – fill it up with water, and they water their horse mm. out of their hat. Right. I mean, that's when you know it's legit. Now, you can't yeah. do that out of a straw hat. Right. But you can certainly do that out of a felt hat. Yeah, because no. horses can't drink out of straws. <laughs> it just doesn't work. Straws are politically incorrect. Well, okay. well, functionally, it doesn't work. It's like a sieve. So yeah, anyway. I mean, I'm talking about like a straw, like. Oh that, my. That's that's the joke, you know. Strong. Okay, sorry, sorry, I didn't get the joke because yeah, it was a horrible joke. It was pretty bad, <laughs> I'll admit. But regardless, so the felt, so Stetson was working on that felt. It must have been during this time where he got all his fur and was intermeshing it. And then what what he did is he just kept playing with it more and more and more and putting it through rigor, you know, heat, uh, hot water, uh, pressure. You know, things like that. And then there's this amazing seven, eight minute YouTube video, and we can put it in the notes to the show. But it was eye opening to me on the process that they make the current day felt hats by Stetson. And, and yeah, it's, it's really a, cool the way they mass produce them. It is. But, you know, he came from a hat making family. So I think he probably, you know, I think they probably have been making felt, you know, for a long time out of animal right. skins or whatever. But I think also the key thing that he did was then he, kind of like Henry Ford, he figured out a way to mass produce them. Right. Right, to get them out, out west. Right. And he did that early on. I mean, yeah, back in the late 1800s. Okay, so the th- again, the thing that freaked me out is basically I'm wearing a fur hat, so which is crazy. I'm like, what? You know, with all the PETA and all that, that, you know, nobody likes the whole idea of fur. Shout out to PETA. Shout out to PETA. <laughs> I got a soundboard up But, here. yeah, these are these are fur hats that you know out of rabbit fur or whatever so i've got a i've got a clip on how they make this felt okay since you're obsessed with it i am kind of obsessed with it sorry let me play this real quick the making of these legendary hats starts out exactly where you would expect it to texas at their longview factory fur from european rabbit and argentinian hair arrive you heard that right Fur is more weather-resistant, dirt-resistant, and durable than wool. If you took a Stetson fur hat today and took a glass of water and pour it on top of that hat, that water will beat up like mercury. 100-year-old felting techniques turn the fur to felt. Felting the process yeah. starts by mixing the furs together. After mixing, we run it through our blowers. The blower separates longer hair from down. The longer hair is disposed of, it's the down that's used to make fur felt. 
For the skyline, we're going to weigh out eight ounces of fur. Yeah, so it's just really cool. It is cool. And if you watch the video, they end up with a big old piece of felt yeah. for each hat, and then they shape that one piece over and over into and the over. entire hat. So right. this is just like compressed hair. It yeah. is. Wow. Yeah. It is. That's yeah. really interesting. It's, it's animal fur. That's what, after watching this simple seven-minute video, I was blown away. I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's amazing. Anyway, I just thought it was so cool. So yeah. sorry to sorry to like beleaguer that, but I just thought it was amazing the way they do that. And no wonder it lasts literally for generations. Yeah, it'll last a lifetime. Yeah, and so it's uh, it's great. Now, I did see another one on uh, – so Stetson is – you know, he really invented the cowboy hat, the American cowboy hat, certainly not the Mexican or the Mongolian by any means. But uh, then there are other major hat makers like Resistall. You know, Resistall is really known as a great hat maker too, and I'm sure there are others. But uh, I just I watched a video of them doing their straw hat making too, and that was fascinating. I just thought that yeah. was fantastic. So, so when he came out, the thing I found more fascinating was that when he came out with the first Stetson – it was called the Boss of the Plains. Did you read about yeah, that? Yeah, I did. I did. Right, so after his expedition, he went back and um, you know made this hat that he was going to mass produce. And if you look at it, it looks nothing like a, a cowboy hat. Right. It looks like an Amish hat. It, it does. It's got a big round. Yeah, just brim, totally flat round. Brim. Yeah. And then the top of it's kind of like an Abe Lincoln looking it, you know, yeah. Amish hat. Right. But what happened was, as they started wearing them, at least the history I read, as they started wearing those hats out in the, uh, you know, the cowboys started wearing them out on the trails, a couple things happened. They would pinch the tops of it so that they could take the hat off and put it back on really fast. Right. So they would kind of pinch it there. Right. And then they started uh, folding up the sides so that when they would swing their lassos to try to rope the cattle the ropes wouldn't hit the sides of the hat. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. So they kind of organically started shaping these things in the way that was very, very functional. Right. And word of that got back to Stetson, and they said, well, you know what? We'll just start manufacturing them that way. Right? So they created the crease, and now there's a couple of different styles of creases that you can get in the hats. Right. And then they're all folded up on the sides, but you can kind of shape them various different ways. Right. But that was all organically created for functional reasons for the cowboy work that they were doing. I thought that was really cool. I thought it was cool, too. So it's definitely made me, because I don't have, I've got a straw hat, cowboy hat, but I don't have a felt one anymore. And it just makes me want to go get one. Um because they're they're just awesome. Mm-hmm. So um, then I thought it'd be fun to talk about. So I'll I'll get off of just the the manufacturing of it. But you know, do you wear a, a cowboy hat to work and to church? And to <laughs> no, I do not. You don't do that. I mean, I would if I if I could get away with it. Uh-huh. But no, it's just not. I mean, I work in Silicon Valley. You know, okay. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna roll out it right. Right into the Google headquarters with my cowboy hat on, but it, it'd be a good look. But around here, yeah, I mean, especially in the summertime, yeah, I'll throw one on if I'm out working outside to block the sun or whatever. Right, but, but now I'm not a I'm not that guy that's wearing it on the weekend to go get it. Yeah, if you're getting gussied up, you and Kendra going out for the night, nah, you're, you're not going to throw me. the nice hat on. Not me. I mean, it's just nothing against it. I mean, a lot yeah. of people do it, but I just that's not me. Yeah, and I think that's a that's a trend, and it's a really a geography of around Texas on where you are, and what the kind of the norm is, and so kind of the you know most of the I, you know I'm in the horse culture, 
And yeah. so there's a ton of cowboy hat wearing oh, yeah. around all the people that I have to deal with on the rodeo circuit with Caroline, my daughter, who's on the rodeo team for this college. It's cowboy hats everywhere. Right, right, right. And it's it's expected of you, – you need to be – literally, they call it cowboy attire. Mm-hmm. You have to be in cowboy attire. And what that means is jeans, boots, uh, Oxford shirt, button-up. It can't be a polo shirt and a hat, cowboy yeah. hat. Now, when the girls were doing the horse shows with our horses when they were little, they had to wear the same thing. Yeah. yeah. They had the jeans. They had little cowboy belts with the buckles oh, and yeah. the hats and all yeah. that. Yeah. And, and I remember specifically at their age, the rules were you either have a cowboy hat on or you have to have a helmet on. Right. Yeah. You could not go out there in the horse show with nothing on your head. It right. was either you wear a helmet. Or if you don't wear a helmet, you better have a cowboy hat on. Right. And, and that's and just I'm, how it was. And I'm all for the helmet. I will say, and, and I don't like this as a dad, but the norm for even the young ladies was that they would choose the cowboy hat over the helmet. Oh, of course, my girls did too. And you hate that. Now, there were some well, brave souls out there know. that were just like, look, I'm, even the pros, they're like, look, I'm, I'm going to wear the helmet and I'll bling it up and whatever. But, you know, they're proud to wear the hat. Yeah. So. Okay. Good uh, just make chunky helmets that look like cowboy hats. That would be a chunky. <laughs> the Stetson helmet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that would be. That would ah, be chunky. If you're a good rider, you don't have a helmet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well. <laughs> no one, last words. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Knowing the unpredictability of a horse, um, you absolutely need a helmet on. And all, all the bull, bullfighters nowadays. Now that. The bull they do wear helmets. They've got, like. Like the full oh, bulletproof yeah. jacket on, like which the is ho- hockey mask, the hockey mask, yeah. and I don't know that a twenty five hundred hundred pound bull, if it came through with a hoof on that mask, that it would That's necessarily not help. But regardless, maybe it would deflect it anyway. Yeah. But if so, they fly off and hit their head on the fence, maybe it'll help them a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah. So those those uh, PBR guys are definitely wearing protective stuff. Yep. And yep. then they immediately throw it off and put their hat on. Right. When they say hat, it's cowboy hat. So, right, right, right. But uh, one of the things I thought would be fun to talk about. So, uh, anyway, just sum that up. In Texas, when you come down here, one of the norms we talked about back on episode one, which we're not encouraging you to go to watch, is does everybody wear a cowboy hat? No. But, you know, you touched on the cultural thing, and I see that. There's yeah. also there's a generational aspect to this also. That's right. That's right. right. You know, like my dad, he'll show up anywhere with a cowboy hat on. He didn't care. That's right. Um, That's right. And then I was down in Austin this past week, and we went to this really hip, and I sent Andrew some videos of this really hip band playing this country swing stuff. Uh huh. There were 100 people in there. They were 60, 70 years old doing two-step. Yep. And they all had cowboy hats on. Oh, yeah. Every one of them. Oh, no, all the two-step um, them? Yeah, absolutely. All the, so all the you two-step see, people, especially so pe- that generation. Some of the younger people didn't. But the older generation, they all had it on. Well, but if you go to Gillies in Houston or you go to one of the just kind of the honky tonks yeah. around here, totally okay. So I think in 2020, it's kind of a fashion, especially for the women. You know, I pulled this up and there's a billion different fashions where it's very cool to have a cowboy hat on yeah. as a woman. I could see it's that. Just, it's just yeah. a stylishly cool look. And frankly, it is. It's a cool look. A lot of people wear those straw, smashed up, mangled looking ones too, yeah. though. Yeah, a lot that of that seems to be in stock. Well, right and that's now. super popular for some of the country singers where they they wear the kind of smashed up, mangled yeah. stuff. But they make it, and it's almost like a Jamaica look, you know, where they smash it up, but it looks cool anyway. Yeah. yeah. So, um, okay. So I, I'm saying if you come to Texas, you live here, you're good. If you want to wear a hat and you want to roll with it, 
roll with it. You're good. So Stetson is kind of known as the quintessential cowboy hat. Right. 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 I was really surprised to learn. I really did not know this. I did not know that they were made in Pennsylvania. Oh. Up until like the 1970s. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Well, that's where Stetson was from. Yeah. But then now we got a factory out in Longview. And, yeah. Which so is what out hap- in East Texas. What happened was they um, were very successful in the early days after they opened the plant and they started mass producing these things. Very successful. And then for some reason around the 50s and 60s, you know, I think like up to the 40s, I mean, men just wore hats all the time anyway. Right. Regardless, right? right. If, so if you were in the city, you wore a fedora, you know, whatever. Men just wore hats. I think in the 50s and 60s, just the hat culture in general just died out. Yeah. Yeah. And Stetson's revenues dropped significantly. Really? Yep. I mean, they were doing like, I want to say 11 million a year. Hmm. And it, and in the article I read, it said in today's numbers, that was $200 million a year. Wow. I mean, imagine doing $200 million a year. Yeah. And then by the 50s and 60s, their revenues had dropped down to like $8 million Oh, wow. In today's terms. Hmm. And so they had to basically shut down the plant in Philadelphia. Okay. And they then kind of outsourced it to a number of different plants around the country for a while. Hmm. And then eventually the group uh, Hatco, which is based over in Garland, yeah. they, in, I think it was 87 they picked up the contract and they manufacture them all now. I'll be. They manufacture Resistol too. Hmm. So they're all kind of done in the same same factory. And it looked like on that on that YouTube video that they're using all this ancient equipment. Yeah. And they've got warehouses full of full of that stuff. stuff just to keep that stuff going. Yep. So it's this old technology just to smush that fur together and make it perfect. Yep. Yep. Pretty cool. It's really cool. Okay, so now if you do come to Texas or if you're here and you do wear a cowboy hat, then there are definitely etiquette as part of that. And I wanted to talk through that a little bit. Mm-hmm. So if you got your hat on, and now there's not a, when I say hat in this episode, I'm not going to rec- – because you, if you see me, I'm in a baseball cap most of the time when I'm not at work. Mm-hmm. But in this term, I'm saying cowboy hat. And so when you hear me say hat, I'm talking about cowboy hat. Okay, so what would you – let me just pop quiz you. I know you mm-hmm. get the notes, and, but don't look at them just now. When you um, – when would you have your hat on, and when would you know to take it off? Give me some examples of when you would take it off. Well, definitely if you're meeting someone, Okay, you know, introducing yourself. Like if you came up to me, yeah. would you take your hat off just Probably. to see me? You would? Probably. Dude. But definitely to a woman. Okay. Oh, not to you. I mean, I know you. Yeah. But, but what I'm saying is if I didn't know you. Right. Right. I might take it off. And right. definitely if I'm, you know, introducing myself to a female, I would definitely take my hat off out of right. respect. And do a full It's just bow. a respect. Like do a full bow? Like no. to the queen? <laughs> <laughs> do a curtsy? I, I would not do a curtsy. I'd kind of like to see that. Take the hat off and, oh, thine art. Wonderful. Thine art. <laughs> so I think that's one. Okay. And then indoors, you would generally take it off. And definitely yeah. if you're sitting down to a meal, you better take it off. Okay. Uh, those are the kind of things I was kind of taught. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how fish any of this is okay well i'm kind of i'm I'm about to tell you some of the official hat etiquette stuff these are bound by law bound by these may be in the texas laws they could be back to our texas crazy laws (laughs) episode yeah these are probably so during the national fingernail yeah during the national anthem well definitely national anthem even even a baseball cap even a baseball cap yeah that's right 
Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And generally hand over heart and all that. Yep. Kind of, and now it's hat over heart in that yep. case. Pledge of Allegiance, the passing yep. of a flag, uh, if you're in church during a prayer, an indoor wedding, a funeral indoors, or the passing of a casket in a funeral procession, you mm-hmm. take the hat off. Mm-hmm. Then going back to what you said, when you are introduced to a woman, uh, and this is generally a man to a new woman, mm-hmm. um, you would take the hat off just in honor. And again, it's always when you take your hat off, it's always by the crown, never mm-hmm. the brim. Right. So that is a point of etiquette too. Never grab your hat by the brim. That is a total faux pas party foul. Well, no, that's just stupid. Well, you always grab it by the crown. <laughs> so anyway, so listeners, if you got your hat on, you're listening to us, whatever, <laughs> listen to this grab with your, hat your hat with your... Now, generally, so I'm left-handed, so it's all jacked, but you always want to grab it with your left hand, the crown by your left hand, and lift up, right? Why is that harder for you if you're left-handed? It seems like it'd be easier. It just feels like I should grab it with my right, but then I have to switch it to my left to shake your hand. So you want to be prepared to shake hands um, so that you grab the crown by your left hand, lift up, and your right hand is exposed and ready for shaking. Right. If that's the proper protocol. Yep. Right? Okay, there you go. So then you'd also take it off if you meet like an elder or a man of the church or a priest or pastor. You'd take it off just out of honor for that. Then there's a lot of uh, whether you take it off or you don it. You basically give a tip you of the hat. You can tip your hat if you're just walking if, by if someone. And yeah, if you're saying hello, yeah. you know, and, and you can take it off again by the by the brim, not or I'm sorry, by the uh, crown, not the brim, um, or you generally do kind of the hat tip or brim. Um, then uh, let's see if you're in a private home. Generally, it's it's encouraged to take that off, oh, take yeah. the hat off while you're in a private home. Um, yeah. And then, uh, if you're going to adjust your hat again, do it by the crown. Never, ever, ever lay a cowboy hat down on the brim. You never lay it flat down on the brim. You lay it on the crown brim up. You know why? No. Tell me that. Because if you lay it brim down, the theory is your good luck is running out. It's kind of like the horseshoe thing. Uh-huh. Your luck's running out. You lay it like this, then you have good luck rolling into your hat. Okay. All the time. So I've got a so whole thing go. of superstitions coming up on. <laughs> so you know how superstitious I am. Yep. And there's a lot of superstitions around. I'm only a little stitious, personally. I'm crazy stitious. He's super. Super superstitious. He's a superhero. Uh, yeah, on the superstitions. Superheroes so, wear underwear on the outside of their pants too. So no, I don't do that. I don't. <laughs> or other than today. Um, so the other thing is that I thought that was odd is you never show the inside of your hat if you're holding it. Isn't that odd? So like if you're holding it down in your hand, so you can hold it by the brim down. You don't have to hold it by the crown. But if you're holding it like you know just down at your legs or whatever. Yeah. You always hold it so the. I just always kind of held it like that. Well, that's the key, and yeah. and listeners and I don't, can't never see that. Thought about not doing that. Yeah. But, yeah, you just don't show the kind of the guts of the hat outward while yeah. you're holding it down. Yeah, nobody wants to see that, and it's frankly kind of bad, uh, you know, kind of bad etiquette. Yeah, so you don't want to do that. It's like walking around with your fly unzipped. Well, some people, yeah, you don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that at all. Now, I would also remove it if you're just in a restaurant. But if, but this says this etiquette maker says that if you're in a fast food restaurant, game on. You can have your hat on. It's totally fine. Unless it's Whataburger, then 
you know, you should show respect Just to Whataburger. They're, yeah. they're owned by Chicago, so oh, okay, why would then, I do that? Yeah, no, that rule doesn't I'm apply kidding. Anymore. I'm, I'm sorry kidding. About that. There's a lot of history that. of Texas Whataburger. <laughs> it's all good. Then, um, okay, so then you have to say, okay, when would I wear which hat? So if you have a felt hat or a straw hat. So would you wear a straw hat when it's snowing outside? Straw hat, for me, I was always told straw hat is for summer Maybe right. spring, felt hats for fall and winter. Yeah. And so there's kind That's of That's what I was always taught. It's almost like wearing white pants. Do you wear a lot of white pants in the winter? <laughs> yeah. I you mean, do? You, you see me, don't you? <laughs> you look really good in those. <laughs> so, so, no, I don't wear white pants. So the straw hat and the felt hat are kind of the same rule as the white pants. I don't think so. I think it's totally different. Okay. I think it's a white pants rule. I think the white pants thing is more of just a fashion thing. Whereas I think the straw and the felt is more of a functional thing. You know, if, you, if you're out in 100 degree weather, you know, you don't want a felt hat on. You want straw because it'll ble- more, you know, breathe, get some air in there. If you're out in the wintertime and it's cold and it may be raining, felt hat's a better option. Well, so I think it's more functional than fashion. I, really. I agree with that. But in reading, everybody's got opinions on cowboy hat etiquette. Yeah. And one of those is right in line with the white pants rule. And the white pants rule is you never wear white pants after Labor Day until Memorial Day of the next year. That's the rule, the etiquette faux pas rule. Right. You just don't do it. If you're a woman, yeah. If you're a man, I could wear white stretchy pants if I want to at Christmas, but it would be a party foul. I don't think anybody should wear white pants outside of a cruise ship, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> Ever. If you're on okay. a cruise ship, it's fine. <laughs> okay. No, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, but you know what? I'm with you there because I've seen plenty of straw hats being worn year-round because it stays stinking hot here in Texas. Yeah, if it's 100 degrees out, I'll put Or yeah. even mid-weather, you know, they'll be like, okay, at a rodeo, we'll have dads and competitors in straw hats if it's 70 degrees. Right, but if I go to the stock show in January, I would wear a felt hat. Absolutely. Even if it's kind of warm, I mean, I'm just going to wear a felt it, hat. It's Just because yeah. it's January. That's you know? right, and it's kind of generally perceived as... Do you own a straw a, hat? Yeah. Oh, you do? Yeah, I got a straw hat in there. I got okay. a couple of them. Yeah. So that's wearing the right hat in the right season. So that says that you really should probably have two hats. So yep. I encourage all of y'all to get two hats. Get a straw hat, get a felt hat. And I'm going to save up and I'm going to get a new Stetson because I, the more I, now that I've seen how that's made, I'm just excited and I want to go get kind of one of these cool gray, um, you know, fur. Yeah, exactly like that, except a Stetson. And I've got a big noggin. you got to know your hat size. Yeah. And that's the other uh, tip that these guys have is buy the right size for your cowboy hat. Yep. So you know what your size is? My size is right in between. It's like too big for seven. I mean, seven and eight's a little tight. Right. It'll work. But seven and a quarter is a little big. Right. So I'm, an, I'm a tweener. I'm in between, yeah. which kind of so, sucks. So I've gotten, yeah, so I guess it really depends on the true hat, you know, the individual make of the hat. For me, I've got a big fat head, and so yeah, I'm a I seven know. and a half guy. I would agree with that. Yeah, I do. Hey, so I've tried seven and three eighths, and that's too tight, and I've gone up to seven and five eighths, and that feels a little shaky. And so, so you're kind of a tweener also. No, I'm seven and a half. So oh, you're you, seven and a half. If okay. you gave me seven and a half right now, that would fit right on the old noggin and I'd be good to go. And okay. that's a big size. Most people are more like seven and a quarter yeah. uh, to seven. Yeah. Um, and what does seven even mean? Is that seven inches? What is, what is seven? I think so, yeah. Probably seven, seven inches. inches? My head's bigger around than seven inches, right? 
I have no idea. In we'll measure it. <laughs> oh, no, really not. We're going to measure it after I this episode. I bet it's about seven. It is not. Yeah. The, the diameter of my head is seven inches. Well, you think it's bigger or smaller? I think it's like twice as big, right? No. Oh, my gosh. I was a math major. It's all good. I'm telling you. That may be like the, the radius of my brain. I don't know. I don't know. I don't either. So we got to research that. I have no idea. I just know that when I buy a hat, it's seven and a half. And you should know yours too. And the funny thing is, when you see somebody that's got a hat that's too big, you know, because it's flying off all the time. Right. And when you also know, and it's... That's why I went a a tad smaller, because I do ride the horses. Yeah. And I do sometimes just throw on a hat. Right. And I don't want the wind blowing it off. Right. I had a straw hat where... Uh, we were talking about horses on the last episode. I had a straw hat, and I was riding pumpkin one day. And This is when she, we hadn't owned her very long. I didn't know what all the holes were. Hat blew off. She freaked out. Oh. So I, have, I was like, okay. So I got down. I had to go through the whole routine of training her. Oh, yeah. Five minutes later, and I put a picture on Facebook. I had her hat on her head. She was oh. just standing there. Well, but yeah, she was scared to death of it. That's so good. Yeah. Well, one of the original. But anyway, I don't like them blowing off because you know. Well, I feel like if I had this whatever. hat on more than like for more than like thirty minutes, it'd give me a headache. Well, then it's that too, means it's a little too it's small. Too tight. It's too small. It's too tight. Probably seven, you, seven and a quarter. You need an eighth of an inch bigger, and yeah. it'd be super comfy. Um, and then you could wear it all day, and you would never. Literally, you'll get used to it. It's one of those deals where if you work if you work cowboy hat all the time, you just get used to it, mm-hmm. and it just feels totally natural. Now, then you have to deal with kind of the hat hair thing, and that is truly an issue because it'll look kind of greasy and dampened down and whatever, and you just do have to get rid of your issue. hair like me. I mean, well, didn't have that problem at all. Well, that, that certainly helps. Now, I will tell you, innumerable numbers of hours have been spent by me on keeping your hat on your head, and it goes all the way back to what Stetson created and the Texas Rangers – originally used the Stetson hat, but they used it with a strap. That's so, right, he did. So they created yeah. a strap uh, that worked quite well. And so you're right, literally, when your horse is at full gallop, that goes. you're going 45 miles an hour, up to 45 miles an hour. That's the top speed of a horse. And so when you're going 45 miles an hour, and the wind blowing effect of all that, and you don't have a strap, your hat is gone, absolutely gone. And so... Again, with my daughter being a barrel racer her whole life, we're dealing with speed and immediate speed picking up right off the bat. And so I've seen thousands of hats blown off because of that first burst, you mm-hmm. know, of the horse. And so generally they all have straps on theirs and we've and we've even figured out how to pin them on and things like that through, you know, clip bobby pins and whatnot into their hair. And so you kind of ingrain the hat into the hair so it stays on. Anyway, there are things you can do, but it's important. I was that, wondering why you had those bobby pins left uh, in well, your hair. Well, I, I just like the way it looks <laughs> when I just get my hair back. Yeah, just the right way. <laughs> yeah, right. But I have seen Your sparkly nail polish looks it, good, too. It, thank you. <laughs> it's, imp, it's important to see when you know your hat is too small – you take that hat off, and you are going to look ridiculous for a couple of hours because you're going to have a massive line on your forehead where you basically just cut the blood circulation That's off. That's true of any hat, really. I mean, It is, yeah. but especially true of a cowboy hat. So I would encourage you, just try a bunch on, get your size, lock it in, and then there you go. It should last for the rest of your life because the one thing, once you're past puberty, basically, your head's not going to grow anymore. So you're going to have that sucker from 15 until death. And your head ain't growing. 
It's good to go to a place, too, where they'll steam them for you right there. Right. Right. So they'll kind of shape them. You can try it on. That's right. Reshape them a little bit. Oh, that's so good. That's a fun thing to do. That That's so good. Um, okay, so we talked about holding your hat uh, the right way. And then if if you had your hat on and I came up and started touching and caressing your hat, would that be okay? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not okay. No, you never mess with another cowboy's hat. Well, uh, you just don't touch my head anyway. I mean, that's just weird. Well, what if I like saw you know, a leaf had a hat or, or a bug or something? You just say you got a bug on your head. I you don't, don't just you come don't up touching and people. just touch your hair no. and... This is just That's not okay. basic social skills now. <laughs> this has nothing to do with cowboy hats. But I care. I care enough you, to you, touch. You don't you should not. Just not okay. Don't that's not that. okay. Okay. Don't do that. <laughs> okay, great. All right. So that's just a, a good point. And I know that. I'm teasing, of course. You just don't mess with another cowboy's hat. Just don't do it. Is but that you, on the list of rules that you're it's, reading? It's absolutely on the list of rules. I don't even know why it would need to be written down. Well, that's because just common pe- sense. People don't know. People don't know. People should know. Now, if, if it you don't your, know, you just if, if it was your wife or girlfriend or something, and they come up and like, oh, that's so cute. You look so cute. Well, that may be different in a lovey dovey kind of way, but right. generally, like if I'm just touching your hat or yeah, your I mean, hair, just normal people would just wouldn't do that. Don't it doesn't do have that. to be on the list. Don't do that. You know, I mean, yeah, if you're doing that, you should be eliminated. I mean, it's like natural selection should have you taken know, you out already. <laughs> no, it sounds like an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm, it, Texas, it does. Texas edition. It, it does. Larry David goes to Austin and yeah. he starts touching some cowboy hat, yeah, gets thrown know, in jail. But, but I know you've dealt with these people in your life and your career where they're the close talkers. And they're not touching you, but they're just too close. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of cultures have differences about how close you get when you talk to them. Right. And I've had plenty of people, uh, and my father-in-law, who's passed, but I just loved him to death. He was he was the one, most wonderful man in the world. But he was a close talker. He would get like literally eight inches from my eye and talk to me about whatever. Right. And he just wanted to let me know that he cared, but he was very <laughs> passionate about this. <laughs> and he would just be right there. Just talking to me about something, and I'm just like, Gene, I love you. I, I really love you. Just <laughs> step away. No, I just I just kind of look the other way. I don't know, because I just loved him so much. So it's all, right. all good. I get it. Okay, okay, so now let's move on to some of the, the hat superstitions. I think that's important. Before we move on, you said okay. you would love to get a felt hat. I would love to get a hat. Well, let me ask you this. Trivia question. Okay. Do you know what kind of Stetson hat LBJ wore? It was more of one of those bowlers. Those, the I remember it was a small like banker hat. It's called the Open Road by okay. Stetson. Yeah, and it's got the Western style crease in it, but then it's got the small fedora brim around it. Looks yeah. really cool. And I, and I'd I've, like to get one of those. Yeah, those are cool. now, I'd like those, to get one of those. And so a lot of guys call those the bankers hats. And so when you look at the traditional look of what the bankers look like versus the that's cowboys, a fedora. Yeah. No, 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 no. No, I'm talking about the banker's cowboy hat. It looked just oh, like what LBJ has. Hat. And it's really a matter of the brim size. If you're going to get a traditional three-inch or four-inch brim, or if you're going to get a one or two-inch, the two-inch is more of known as what LBJ wore or uh, really considered the banker's hat. And it has the traditional Stetson cowboy hat look, but a much tighter shorter brim yeah stetson calls it the open road yeah same thing yeah and it's a really cool look it is a cool look because i almost bought one about three years ago and um and it was the what they were calling the banker's hat look and i just i just couldn't pull the trigger because i didn't like it i mean it was like it was cool but it wasn't like my first 
really cool felt hat that I wanted to buy. Right. I want to buy the traditional cool one. That's first. where you should start. Yeah. yeah, and that's really more of a four inch brim right there. That the one, the two that you've got. Yeah, these are very traditional. And I've just got the cool straw one that I've got, and it's yeah. a good big four inch brim. There are a lot of pretentious hipsters wearing Stetsons, and anytime anytime they come into the coffee shop, they're typically not the the best customers. Well, and, and hey, anybody that they wear, say, oh, we got a Stetson coming in, and yeah. they wear the open road or the away or, or like the a fedora, fedora. yeah, the fedora. or they'll even wear like one of these, but with a flat brim. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm seeing that, and you know what? I can't discourage that. So anything, anybody that buys Stetsons, I say buy them because I want to keep their revenues up and them in business. Just don't be an obnoxious hipster. Well. Just keep the obnoxious levels down. I'm with you there. That's always good advice. Yeah. That's good advice, no matter. Don't. That should be on the hat rules. Don't, so don't if you're out obnoxious. there and you're listening and you're an obnoxious hipster, don't move to Texas. Yeah. <laughs> don't move to Texas. Just stay in Nashville. Or change your ways. Just stay in Nashville like you'll be stay fine. Stay in Nashville. Oh my gosh. Okay. How to be a Tennessean. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's talk through about some of the, the superstitions and then we'll close it out. So, uh, have you ever seen anybody wear a hat backwards? I don't think so. Yeah, I haven't either. That's bad luck. You just don't want to do it. So don't put, don't do it, don't do it. Uh, Andrew is about meme, to do it. Don't do it. Do you, it. Nobody needs that kind of luck. Then um, <laughs> I think if you're wearing your hat backwards, you got more than just bad luck to worry about. Yeah, that's right. You got backwards. backwards, backwards. So <laughs> then we've already talked about. Grandma was so drunk she was walking <laughs> she was backwards. <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> love that. We've already talked about. Don't put your hat down on the brim, uh, and then it literally says you'll pour out your luck. Yeah. 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 So back to yours about yeah. we need all the luck that was to come my superstition. in, and yeah. so you put it crown down. Uh, brim up and then um let's see i don't understand this is the bow in the back of the hat is said to represent a skull and crossbones you ever heard that Hmm. That that's crazy and and that's the reason why hatters used to make to use mercury to finish a hat and the chemical would either kill them or make them crazy this is also where the term mad as a hatter comes from so liter- i've read about that so yeah. yeah yeah so they used to use yeah. mercury in that process mad as a hatter so wow. that's a superstition. Just hat makers in general, I would think. I'm trying to remember. I've read that before, and I'm trying to remember what they were using the mercury for. I'm, yeah. I'm drawing a blank on that. I don't know. My final one, is, and I'll shut up, is this. It's bad luck to place a hat on the bed. You ever heard that one? No. That's crazy talk. I've never Why? heard that. Why? I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. I say if you want to put your hat on your bed, then put it on your bed. I mean, I don't, wouldn't it, do it because I'd flop on it and smash it. You don't want to smash it. Yeah, you just got to be careful. You know, you just got to be careful. So if you put your hat down, somebody you just don't want somebody to sit on it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think the common sense thing, back to the rules list that you had, I don't think you have to try to remember all those rules. I think it's just a matter of... When you need to show respect, just take your hat off. Well, right? you, you know, need to show respect at the flag and pledge. You know what? Hey, we're just it, be respectful. If, people. if we got Australian or German brethren listening, they need to know. They need to know these are. These that's are what I'm tips. saying. Don't worry about all the rules. Just when you need to show respect, just that's take right. Your cowboy hat. Okay, so hey, that's cowboy talk. That cowboy hat talk. So I say, go out and buy a couple of cowboy hats. Buy a nice felt one, and then buy a nice straw one. Right. Make sure it fits you good. And if you're going to be riding crazy fast or run a marathon or whatever in your cowboy hat, then get a strap. You can always get a strap. They're cheap and no big deal. They're easy to put on. I put plenty on. Um, and uh, But generally, you don't need a strap. I wouldn't. 
If you're gonna go play golf in a hat, a cowboy, it's fine. You don't need that. You don't need a strap. Yeah, but it's a good look. Yeah, it's a good look. I mean, I wouldn't buy like a nice felt hat and then start drilling holes in it to put a strap in there. No, and you don't have to. There's a there's a way you can put a strap on there. You don't you don't uh, diminish the look. That's at okay. All. I'm not interested. <laughs> <laughs> That's so wrong. <laughs> okay. Well, hey, thank you all so much for listening to our cowboy hat episode. We sure appreciate it. Thank you. Look us up on iTunes, Spreaker, Google Play, iHeartRadio. Leave us a review. Adios. Bye. Adios.